There Yo. you come. What's up, Mark? How are you, man? Hey, pretty good. Cool. Thanks oh, for great. Hey, hey, I'm. Uh, I feel like I'm paying uh, tribute to your uh, first appearance on Rogan, where you wore the suit. <laughs> so well, you look better in it than I do, and you got the comedy in the back. <laughs> hey, right? well, don't get too excited. It's just covering up my swastikas back there. So, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing my my whole act? Here? I know, I know, I'm doing your whole bit here, but uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I live out in Tempe, so I got that when we came and saw you. My roommate and I did. Um, Back in, was it January were you out here? Yeah, January 10th, I believe. Oh, okay, good, good. Very good, man. Well, uh, before we get started, I'm just going to run a few jokes by you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I, uh, my buddy, the snowman, uh, bet me that I wouldn't pull a uh, Marty Funkhauser when he meets Seinfeld on uh, that on the reunion in Curb, where he's just uh, like, hey, let me tell you a joke. So, no, I yeah, know that. My wife's cunt is in the sink. Yeah, that's right. P.S. My cunt is in the sink, and I know... Uh, Gosh, you probably do. You ever get any uh, run-ins with those where you get? Uh, I don't know. You if you get? Um, did you tell a story once? Maybe it was on the podcast. You were somewhere, uh, you know, doing a show, and some young, young comic picked you up, and he was something like, "Oh, I'll pick you up early. We can uh, we can hang out or whatever." And you kind of get stuck in those situations. Do those things happen to you? And people want to? They're like, "Oh, this is the comedian guy. He's doing it. I want to do this." And then you kind of get stuck hearing bad jokes for an hour. Oh, totally. It's the story of my life. There's this weird misconception with comics that we want to hang out with people who want to hang out with us. You know, right. like you might have heard us a million times on a pod or a TV show, but we don't know you, and so, right. and then it never goes well. I've tried. I've tried to be a nice guy and hang out, and then they're like, "Well, this sucks." And I'm like, "Yeah, we're we're nuts. We're crazy. We're." <laughs> Yes. you know we're depressed and gay and all <laughs> over the place i mean i think people think we're like juggling and uh, blowing each other all day and, and right. doing magic tricks but I'm like that's nah, mostly sadness and jizz right oh my god it's like um the guy who played stifler sean william scott he said he would be going through air you know airports what's the capital of thailand and people would be like pretending to hit him in the <laughs> balls and it's like that guy's like no i don't want to do shots or you see some of these people who play like you know, stoners or drunks. It's like, no, I'm like sober. Like that's not my life at all. I'm just, that's a, that's an act. That's a, you know, it's a little, right. it's a variation. I, remember, it's, I, yeah. I went and saw Seinfeld in college, some big theater in, in Louisiana. Right. And at the end he goes, you guys have any questions? Q and a, and one guy goes, where's Kramer? And he's like, well, that's a TV show. It's a made up character. <laughs> he's not just with me. Right. You know, but yeah. that's what people, I think people think that it's just, it's not their fault. They associate you with certain things. Right. And it's never, never original. It, it's always, you no. know, where's Kramer? I did hear, you'll like this because I know you're a Seinfeld guy. So I think Seinfeld, the one time someone got him, what they, they approached him and he goes, I know you hate everybody, but could you like sign something for me? He's like, whatever you want. That was, I think, uh. I think that's the best thing Seinfeld heard from like a random approach. He goes, I know you hate everybody, but. That's a nice in because yeah. it's the same with like a hot lady. You got to go yeah. in with something different. Something, mm. You know, oh, you're beautiful. Can I buy you a drink? What's your sign? Come here often. Heard yeah. it a million times. Uh. Go in there going, hey, I used to be impotent and now I'm not. <laughs> or I was gay. You turned me. Right. Something new. Right. Exactly. Oh my God. So where are you at right now? Are you in New York? Or are you on the road? I'm in Manhattan, uh, New okay. York, and I leave tomorrow for Hartford, Connecticut. Not bragging, okay. <laughs> uh, but basically I'm here every week, okay. day, and then I leave on Thursdays to hit the road there. Right. Buddy. Very good. Very good. When are you going to make it? I know it's kind of a track. I know you make it to Austin, not all the way always out to Tempe. When are you going to be back in Tempe? Any idea? 
I'm actually doing a place in Phoenix. Ooh. Oh, the Blue Cup, the Copper the Blues. That's it. That's yeah, it. I've been there. I've, I saw Jeremy Piven there. You have you have you been there before? I have not been. I've heard good things. It's a great place. Excited. I think it's a really cool place. It almost doubles because I remember going to the to the bathroom and it's got like it's kind of got like a divider, but you go through these doors and where the bathroom is, and there's like a whole nother bar they probably even do like live music over there it's in a really cool spot i think you're gonna love it i can't wait i love that i love az you guys are fun loving the sun is shining everybody's thin and tan and gay and i can't wait i love it out there the women are beautiful and you know you uh yeah maybe number one in the country i'd say yeah i've heard some people from even la they're like hey i'm a little intimidated by scottsdale i'm like oh i didn't realize how how good i i've had it out here i'm from ohio so this is like oh I'm looking around like, holy hell, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's good you got out of Ohio. You're too hot for Ohio. Ohio's a bunch of fatties and uh, and, and weirdos and rednecks. You yeah. got out, baby. You, uh, you're in. You're where you're supposed to be. Except, now I will, because like from Ohio, special place in my heart, your appearance on New Day Cleveland. I think that's the hottest lady in Ohio. <laughs> no doubt about it. That's why I was so flummoxed, because she, uh, she was one hot number. But I will say this, though, about Phoenix is... Yeah. You mentioned L.A. They're they're hotter than L.A. and less pretentious, less mm. comfy, less entitled because it's yeah. not L.A. It's Phoenix. Right. No, true. But it, it is. It's still. It's it's not as. But they're not as humble as you know, like a mid midwestern gal that's right. good looking because you don't have all the. See, this is what I've compared it to. I talked to one of my friends from back in Ohio. I'm like, you know, we talk about some of the girls that are good looking in Ohio. You know, it's so awful to like objectify, but you know, we were having a guy, guy we're just having a guy conversation. I'm like, you take her, put her in Arizona. She's still going to do great. But the difference is you got a guy like me and her DMs back in Ohio and out here, it's like athletes because they live right, in Phoenix. I'm like, right now. Yeah, and then point. the ego kind of, I think that's where it is. It, the, the ego balloons infinitely yes. depending on where you drop someone. It keeps you in check a little bit. That's a good point. And uh, Phoenix or Arizona, that's one of those places you don't know who the hell's got a gun on them. No. I could be talking to a, a grocery yeah. store clerk, and I go, hey, you big gay douche, and he's, he just shows me his piece, and I go, okay, here's all yeah. my money. Yeah, good. It's like, oh, God, it's weird. We're like a, you know, at the state level, still a very red state, but, it, you know, we went blue in the, the election, but you still have, you know, the in the Phoenix area, you know, it is kind of like you're just like any big city, very you know, probably blue, but then, you know, you get out and there's, there's some places of Arizona, which I feel like are almost like the, the deep ocean. They still haven't really been, uh, like studied or researched yet. There's still some places I feel like we don't even know about. It's a little, it's a little crazy out there in the desert. You get like hills have eyes people. Oh my God. It's just all sand. It's, it's like my ex-girlfriend. It's a dry heat. Rough. Not a lot of moisture coming out of there. It's a rattlesnake. (laughs) It's an old Mexican with a, with a walking stick. It's wild terrain. My God. Well, you, you're on the road all the time. And I know I just heard your buddy, Joe, Joe List on Rogan. Just listen to him. Um, obviously Rogan, since he moved to Austin, he's like, uh, he's like the football coach that sees the big guys in the hallway. He's recruiting everyone. He is. Oh, what are you doing? So do you think, I know, it seems, you know, the way that, um, you know, I've heard people talk about and, and you talk, you seem like a real pure comedian. You know, you could almost, it seems like from the outside, you, you could do comedy like 24 hours a day. And I'm sure you love New York because you can bounce around and like pre-COVID, like at eight, 10 spots a night. I've heard you talk about bounce around. But do you think yeah. you could, you know, Austin's really growing and it seems like a lot of people are there. And not only that, and it's cool to have those people, but it kind of is supporting it because there's good clubs there. Could you ever... 
make your way out of uh, out of New York? Because I know those winters get long. I have nightmares thinking back to Ohio. It gets it gets rough. I hear you, and I gotta tell you, it was tempting. You know, in the pandemic, yeah, the, the heart of winter, it was everything was closed. There's nowhere to go. You're in your tiny apartment. Your rent's through the roof. I thought about it. Yeah. But now the sun is shining in New York. Everything's opening. People are moving back here. The property's going way up again. Yep. And I, I found out what I love. I mean, Central Park's got the uh, frisbee and the hacky sack. And yeah. The, now you're allowed to drink in the street, and the Whoa. clubs are open. And really? I'm all, I'm all, I'm all back in on New York. But there was a moment. It was like uh-huh. my wife got into a wheelchair. I said, uh, we can't have, we can't have anal anymore. Maybe I'll <laughs> move on to a younger. Li- lassie and right. then she got out of the wheelchair had a religious experiment uh-huh. and then now i'm back so yeah i'm all in new york yeah I, I imagine it's hard when that when that weather breaks in new york and it's just uh. people i mean the energy i've been there in freaking you know february and then you know i've been in other times but uh but it seems like the only times i've been there have been in the winter and i still can feel the energy i'm like i can't imagine what i, I want to go back when it's open when things are better and it seems like things are getting better right yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming around. I mean, the crime is still through the roof because yeah. I think the police are a little frosty about the whole defund thing. Right, right. But yeah, it, it, everything's coming back, and we need the rich people to move back here. That'd be nice. Right, but right. Uh, yeah, I think it's coming back around. And boy, comedy is hot right now because people yes. have been cooped up. We couldn't laugh. Everybody's yep. in trouble. Everybody's offended. So it's nice. I think people will just are sick of watching Fauci tell them what they can't do and they want to go laugh at the word retard. Right, yeah, get all the but I will say, but I don't want to forget this, this hat. If you ever go when you go back to Austin, pick this up. I was just I went to Austin for the first time uh back in March. Rolled in St. Patty's Day, March Madness going on. That was a great time to be in Austin. Weather yeah. was great. Check this place out. Typical, you know, you probably understand it being from Louisiana. You can probably see some of the scariest places, but they have the best crawfish, best gumbo in sure. the world, right? Sam's Barbecue. You don't need no teeth to eat my beef. Sam's nice. Barbecue. It's, you know, one of those places that looks pretty scary from the outside, but you go in. Best barbecue I've ever had. Very good. So, Where, where's this? It's in Austin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. R- Got r- it. Yeah, right there, real, you know, pretty close to 6th Street. So it's... uh in a little scary area but i mean you got a daiquiri bar inside i mean it was it's just incredible that's the thing about austin though it's like everybody's like you gonna move there it's yeah. booming there's 19 clubs opening there whatever it is i don't know how they're all gonna sustain six street sucks unless it's nighttime and everybody's yeah. partying there right i don't know the, the, it's a cool town it they're is. getting like a tech boom and everybody's moving right. there i get it but it's blazing hot Mm, yeah, and yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't it doesn't have that energy that I like. Yeah, and I, I like going to Austin and, and and experiment experiencing like it's Vegas or something like. Right. Let's get the tacos. Let's get the tequila. Right. Let's go to the bar. Right. The honky tonk. The comedy clubs. Yep. Rogan. Whatever. Live music. It. Yeah. It's like ice cream. You know, you wanna you don't want it every day. Right. True. True. Yeah. No. It is very much a, a long weekend town. Very much like Vegas. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun party. It's a, essentially a college town that just blew up. Right. And the capital's there. I get it. But uh, right. you know, you want to storm the capital. Yeah. That's fine. But I just, I like to get in, get out, and yeah. soak it all up, and then leave. I think if you stay there, it would lose its specialness. Right. Right. Mark, I want to ask you about this. I don't know exactly how to to ask it. So bear with me here. But 
I've always, from the outside looking in and now, you know, getting into your stuff and podcasts, you know, I've learned, I'm not a comedian at all, but I, I feel like I've learned some stuff just by listening to people who are. Would you say that in the arts and entertainment, do you think stand-up comedy is the toughest thing to do? Because the way I look at it is, you know, you gotta, you basically are falling on your face for months or whatever it is trying to put together these bits and they really could be really close. It seems like you do a little tweak, you know, different cadence, throw in a word, subtract a word, and all of a sudden you got a good bit, you know, you get laughs versus something that doesn't get laughs. And then you got to yeah. put all that together. You got to work up to, you know, get up to an hour if you're going, going for a special. And then, you know, yep. you got to progress, you get in, you know, and then, then, then you, you know, you tour that, hopefully you shoot a special goes all well. And then you got to start over, you know, it's not, it's different from music. Like the stones can sell out, you know, shows for the last 30 years playing the hits. If you play yeah. the hits, you know, maybe there'll be some new people, but people that know you, they're like, I want, I want something new. Mark, I've heard this. I can go watch this. Sure. I completely agree. Uh, it's a, it's, it's of the respected art forms and I don't even know how much it's respected. Right. I would say it's definitely the hardest, definitely the least taken seriously. The problem with stand up is sure. It's scary to do, right. But anybody could literally go on stage and go knock, knock. Who's there? Right. Anal jizz, whatever. Yeah. And they're now a comedian. They get a yeah. photo, they put it on Facebook, it's a done yeah. deal. Actor, you need a crew and a camera yeah. and a movie set and, or, or a theater and a play and all this. A musician, you got to learn an instrument, you got to take the time to play the guitar, yeah. practice it. And so it doesn't get respect because it's a guy or a gal with a microphone. Yeah. But stripping might be up there is also the least respected. <laughs> But at least stripping, you can just dance. You don't have to think yeah. of anything. You don't yeah. have to create an entire act out of thin air. So I would say, yes, it's the hardest. And for how hard it is, it doesn't get the love it deserves. Yeah. I mean, sure, you got your comedy fan here and there, but look at a comedy club. It's in a strip mall. It's chicken wings. Yep. It's warm beer yeah. and uh, free tickets. So... right. Definitely the least respected. You get heckled. You're not getting heckled at Hamilton. If you're in no. Hamilton, no one's going, you suck, bitch. Yeah. Tell me, you know. You, you get shot so, before uh, you even open your mouth. And it's harder yeah. than Hamilton. Sure, they can sing and dance, but yeah. you got your whole team behind you. You got all the other actors. You yeah. got a costume guy. You got a makeup guy. You yep. got a lighting guy. It's just you up there as a stand-up. So yes. definitely the hardest, I would say. Yeah. God, that's... Yeah, that'd be... What was the... Do you remember... I, I assume that you remember. The first time... You went up on stage. Where were you at? How old were you? How'd it, how'd it go? I'm interested in that. Well, I, I did theater as a douchey kid. Oh, okay. I liked, uh, I liked having an outlet. I liked acting and whatever. But the best part of theater to me was like cracking jokes with the crew before the show or getting a laugh in the in the play. But I'd say I was 22, 23. I was in Lafayette, Louisiana. Yeah. Going to college, bottoming out, failing. Oh, I was a big alcoholic with no future, and I went to a couple open mics, too scared to sign up, yep. went back home defeated, went to another open mic. I saw the guys from the first week doing the same material, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that's how it worked. Right. I can do that. Yeah. And then I wrote some jokes out. They were horrific. Family <laughs> feud. They always say good answer. What if it's not a good answer? But they always say good answer. You know. <laughs> I wrote a joke out or two that was horrible. Went on stage at an open mic, went long, got no laughs. Yep. They had to cut the mic because I wouldn't get off. I didn't know that oh, you had to yeah. stop at some point. Christ. And then uh, <laughs> I, I got drunk, blacked out, and I don't remember anything. But 
I had a blast. And I was like, I went horribly, but let me try it again. Wow. When was the first time that you popped? Like someone that had been established, like noticed what you were doing. I know Amy Schumer was kind of there early, early along, but was there anyone before her or kind of how did you go from getting blacked out, you know, bombing that first night, being too scared, then doing it. And then to, you know, what was the next step where you're like, Oh wow. I, you, you started to really build some momentum. Uh, well, you got I moved to New York and that okay. was, you know, I, I got a little more into comedy and I met all the other comedians in new Orleans and we'd find all the open mics and drive and get drunk and hang out. And it was great. And I said, the ceiling is right here in New Orleans. We've already yeah. done everything we could do. We got to move up there. And some people weren't too into it, but they're like, fuck it, I'll live in New York. Yeah. And I was like, let's go all the way. What else are we doing? We're idiots. We're right. losers. We have yeah. no prospects. <laughs> and so we moved to New York, got a tiny house way out in Brooklyn or a tiny apartment and uh, just did shows every night, did mics every night, whatever we could do. I was a janitor. I worked at a school. It sucked. Jesus. Then one night I was at a club I bombed, but one joke worked. Schumer happened to walk in during the joke, got a big laugh. She met me backstage. And she was nobody then. She oh, was just wow. like a road act, headliner lady who had one TV credit. Yeah. And went on the road with her. That was a dream. Then I watched her, you know, go theaters, garden, movies, TV shows, the whole thing. And, uh, yeah, so you got to make – you got to go for it. That's that's the, the lesson there. Even if right. nothing happens – even if I'd never met her, I'd still be probably a working comic by now. Right. And that's all that matters. Yeah. People always like to shoot shit down. Like, what are you, crazy? You got to move to New York to be a comedian? The odds of that are so slim. Yeah, they are. But what's the alternative? Working right. at the uh, the Home Depot forever? Right. You know, like, yeah. give it a shot. No, those survivor jobs can get a little crazy being a janitor and doing that stuff. I'm out of school. I graduated in the pandemic, as you call it. May 2020 was when I graduated from Arizona State. So that was just great. I had this great job with the media company. It was like, I got to travel around. I even got to go to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. I would do those. I don't know if you've seen like those drunk, like on the street interviews. Yeah, where you sure. ask me. So I, you know, would do that stuff for a great, you know, company and, and your know, YouTube channel that had a great audience. So I felt very lucky to be a part of it. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, we can't do anything anymore. The way that you generate revenue, that's kind of fucked. And then some other things happen. So that all yeah. falls out. And now, you know, I, um, uh, you know, I got, I, I drive Uber to make money and I got, you know, people scaring me, you know, doing your, I swear there's people listening to you. They're just like, Oh, what do you think's causing this traffic? You know, probably the Jews they're saying all that stuff, but, um, <laughs> oh, but, yeah. but no, it's great. But I imagine, you know, it sucks in the moment and I'm like getting up early, but I imagine you too, you're like a janitor and then you're probably doing stuff at night, you know, for, for yeah. comedy, but it had to have been again, kind of like when you were talking about stripping, you really don't have to think about anything. I assume yeah. you know, there wasn't a ton of critical thinking going on being a, a janitor or working out of school, but I'm sure you witnessed some stuff that has made it into your act. And now that podcasting is a thing, I'm sure it's, you know, great for bringing up stories. It's like, oh, I have, you know, this story when I was a janitor, you know, fill, fill in the blank. I mean, what was, I mean, you've had to have some stuff that has uh, made it in or stuck with you from, from those days that are probably humiliating in the moment, but now are oh. great to talk about. Well, that's my thing is people go like, oh, comedy's so hard. You got to travel. You got to wake up early and get yeah. on two flights and all that does suck. I get it. But like I used to move furniture. I was a janitor. I was yeah. a, a busboy. I was, I was a gopher on a construction site. So like you do a couple podcasts or, or a few shows at night. You got to run around. I get it. It sucks taking three trains and a bus or whatever it is. But like 
I'm telling jokes. I'm getting drunk. I'm getting some yeah. uh, buffalo wings at the yeah. end of the day. And it could be a lot worse. The problem with comedy is the sacrificing 10 years of your life to get anywhere. Yeah. That's the hard part. People go, oh, you do an hour a night. It's like, yeah, I do, and it's great. But you give up your 20s to move to a new city, eat ramen noodles, live in a shoebox, get mugged, yeah. bomb, humiliate, write new shit. You know, that that's the hard part. So... I'm always grateful if, if I'm happy where I am too. I'm finally selling tickets. I'm making a yep. little bit of cash. I live in Manhattan. I got a decent apartment. I got a nice lady with huge cans. <laughs> so like, all that's great. So if I'm, if I end here and this is my peak, I'm happy. Praise Allah. Onward. Onward. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you just, you just have, you know, once you, you know, it's like, kind of like uh, I know it's such a cliche, but it's sort of like an iceberg, you know, those pictures of icebergs where, you know, th there's a good amount of ice above the surface, but below the surface, it's, it's like this huge chunk of ice. You know, everyone could see at the top half, here's Mark Norman right. selling tickets, making cash, but below is working as a janitor, you know, being a bitch on a construction site and, and yeah. bombing off stage and everything else. And th that's really for everyone. I mean, you see Brad Pitt, huge movie star. At one point, he was a waiter and he was trying to get his SAG card like every other actor that, you know, and that's that's working. I mean, no, there there's no real shortcuts you know that you know there's things that can help you get in the door but at the end of the day these people got to make money and most of these things lose money anyways in the arts and, yeah you know you really don't not going to take a chance on someone they're like you know but we could sign up someone huge and it still might might not make money why are we just gonna take a chance on you just because your mom dad or your name's whoever it's it's crazy yeah well luckily brad pitt was blessed with the, the he's also gorgeous of a, of a <laughs> Of a god, I mean, you yeah. too. You're a you're a hey, thank hot you. piece of ace. Hey, thank but you. Oh, hey, uh, Billy Madison, very good. That's the hey, nice call. Thank that's you. the other. Uh, that's the other side of the coin, though. Is if you get to the mountaintop, which I'm at, or whatever you, I'm on the mountain somewhere. I'm not at the top, you know, yeah. like Seinfeld or Sebastian Maniscalco or or right. one of these guys. Kevin Hart is on the top, but i'm happy where i am but you got to stay there and you got to earn it. a lot of people go all right i made it let's kick back and put our feet up and read right. a magazine but you still got to keep churning it out and keep writing new shit and that's what yes. kills a lot of people they get here a lot of hustle a lot of drive a lot of hunger yeah and then they go all right i made it now where's where's the supermodel blowing me and you're like yeah. you gotta keep going man yeah just to stay there you got to keep going and that's the part that tricks a lot of people now what would you say stuff. you know i don't know how you know how well you know some of these people that are, you know, kind of towards the, the top of the mountain there. But you, you see things, and it happens the same way with musicians. You know, when they're starting out, you know, albums are great, jokes are funny, you know, they build up in that hunger. Yes. How much do you think is a difference between, you know, because, you know, especially in comedy, it's probably once you get so rich and famous, it com becomes a little bit harder to maybe get out there and observe those things that were a huge part of your comedy and your act. And it's probably a little bit tougher to relate because now you've had this major upgrade in lifestyle and you're basically living in la la land and that's not your fault you know because your work yeah. has gotten you there you know how much do you, do you think there it's, is it like 50 50 it's a little bit of wow my lifestyle is so different i'm just kind of too famous it's tough to relate you know versus a percentage of like like what you said get to the mountaintop and then you think you can just kick your feet up and you kind of lose lose your edge yeah that i mean how often do we see that how how many comics are still great not many i mean even yeah. Some of the best had this amazing first album. The second album was solid. And then they're like, ah, kind of fell off. They got yeah. a TV show. They got a sitcom. They got a movie. Yeah. And the, the stand-up fluffs off because stand-up is a constant 
it's like a shark. If it's not moving forward, it's it sucks. Yes. And you need that hunger to pull something extra thing out of you, which made you great. That's what you need. And a lot of people have that internally, like a Michael Jordan or a Kobe yeah. Bryant. They had that. Obviously, they were great, but they had to stay great. And you need that. They had that demon inside of them. Yeah. Not everybody's got the demon. They right. figured out a hook or an angle in the beginning, and they made it. But something's got to drive them. And then you're, you, it's like you said, you get the yes men around you. You get the entourage. Yep. The agents are all, you're a genius. Where You're amazing. Oh, yeah. You can do no wrong. Now their art sucks. Right. So I'm not saying you got to be sad to be have good art, but you have to be realistic forever. Yes. And I think some people just have that evil guy inside their brain going, this sucks, you suck. So they'll always be good. They're tortured. They're, yeah. they're miserable, but they always have that. But most people don't, and that's why most art doesn't continue to be great. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's a cool thing about comedy. There's almost a built-in humbling edge and like kind of going back yeah. when you're because you, 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 you know, no matter who you are, it seems like, you know, when you're first starting out and you're starting over and putting together that new material, it's going to suck at first. You know, maybe not yeah. to outsiders, but especially to you, I imagine, because you, so, you know, you're out to lunch, which was great. I loved, watched it a million times. Excellent. Thank you. But that's over, that's like, a, 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 I was looking on YouTube, that's like a year and a week old now. And then yes. you're, so are you touring or you're working on new stuff? You got all new jokes. And I imagine... You know, you're starting out, you're building it up, you're getting laughs, but to you, you're like, man, I just want it to be six months from now because I know it's going to be so much tighter. Like to <laughs> me, it, 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 it sucks. You know what I mean? You know, for, for me, yeah. I'm a civilian. I'd be like, oh, Mark's great. It's the greatest show ever. But to you, you're like, man, I'm still a few months away. I, I need to tighten this up. So, so where are you at with your, with your new stuff right now? How's it, how's it, how's it going? That's a great question. And, and you nailed it on the head there, fatty. It's yeah. true. I'm, I keep looking back to out to lunch and I go, I got this new 45, 50 minutes. It's not as good. Yeah. And that was four years of just hammering, hammering, like yes. get them to notice you, get on Netflix, get on this. Obviously that didn't happen, but that all that drive and hunger made the special what it was. Yes. So, you know, you know, when you, you go, I got to go to the gym today and right. it's noon. You go, I should go to the gym. You never go, you watch TV, eat a bag of Funyuns. Yep. Now it's seven 30 and you go, if I had just gone to the gym, I'd be, I would have been done. It would have yeah. been over, but yes. I couldn't do it. And so I always try to think of that yes. in, in comedy terms. Like, I'm not writing today, or I'm not getting up today. I'm taking the day off. If I had just done the writing, it would be over. So just yes. do it. And I think that's the key is, like, you want the, the new special to be as good as the old one, but it's easy to take time off. It's easy to coast because you have that old special. So you got to just... Say, fuck it, push it, yes. discipline, suck it up, and do the writing, do the work. And yeah. that's the only way it's going to happen. People people want a shortcut. I, I want to be ripped. I want to be buff. You got to go to the gym. It's the only way. Gotta the do only it. way to do this is write, get up, yeah. fail, try, fail, try. Right. And yeah, to completely, I mean, you really got to, I imagine, just got to shut that book. And it's almost like a clean break. It's almost as if you have to be like men in black, out to lunch, never happened, hit yeah. the button. Yeah. It's gone. You know, you got to keep keep working. That's, that's crazy. So you mentioned not getting on Netflix and I, I want to say this, I don't know how much you can comment on this, but I, you know, I really enjoy comedy. You know, obviously I might be a little biased. I got you in front of me right now. I'm a big fan, love seeing you, but I have tried what, you know, I've watched other specials that have been on Netflix and obviously some of them are great. I love Bill Burr, you know, Jesselneck, those guys are great, but I've watched some of these and yeah. it's no disrespect to them, you know, I, but I can't even make it through like 10 to 17 minutes of these. I give them a real sure. chance. I got a sense of humor. You know, I, I will say that. I'm like, 
throw anything at me, any sort of joke. You know, I'm, you know, some stuff's not my style, but I'm not, you know, someone to be like, oh, well, they're just a horrible person because they made this certain, certain joke. But I'm like, and then I see you and I watch your special and it's great. And I'm just, I mean, deep down, I mean, you have to be, you have to see some of these and you have to be like, what the fuck, man? Like, like, no, like, you know, not only Netflix, but no Hulu, no Amazon, BET, Infowars, no one. Like, what, what the hell? Well, hey, hey, you're <laughs> preaching to the, to the douche. I, yeah. I hear you, but it's, it's a different time. You know, we got to check boxes. We got to spread the love. We got to be diverse, which right. I get. But, you know, I mean, comedy's subjective, art is subjective. So it's a, it's a great way out because they can go, yes. well, we like that one better. I mean, mm. what you did was fun, but we like this one better. And we pick and we're the gatekeepers. So yeah. that's how it is. And you want to be on our shit. So that's the rules. Yeah. That's the breaks. So you just got to accept it, and it's like anything else. Like, I'm, I'm 5'10". Boy, I'd kill to be 6. I'd kill to be 6'1". But that's the breaks. I'm not. So I yes. got to make this work and maybe learn how to be funny, learn how to be charming, get a right. big pickup line, whatever whatever it is. Yes. So we could sit here and, and hum and haul all day, but uh, that's matter. the breaks, and you got to find a way around it. And thank God for YouTube. Instead of going, right. fuck these queefs that won't have me, I got to go, thank God for these guys that would and that they exist because they, they, they weren't there 20 years ago for – how many great comedians or musicians oh. or whoever do we miss out on because there right. was no other outlet? Right. Absolutely. So I'm lucky in that sense. So For that's sure. what I focus on. For sure. A absolutely. Absolutely. Now I want to, so you, um, speaking of pickup lines, I wanted to, how would you feel if I told you my roommate and I from time to time will, uh, paraphrase some of your bits as uh, pickup lines. <laughs> they I'd work. Say, me, I got to hear this. I don't buy it. No, we, we will go up and, uh, you know, if you have enough tequilas there, there's actually a great spot right across from the street from the improv. Shout out Devils. We, we like going there. Um, but we will, um, the one that we like to use, you know, we'll just, we'll just go up to a random table of girls. They look good. Let's just do it. And we will do, we'll just like, hey, you want to hear a joke? And they're kind of like weirded out. And then we'll proceed to tell them about exposure therapy and, you know, jumping out of a plane and you know, getting taken into a small room and getting fucked because I hate intimacy and, uh, you know, I'm claustrophobic. So <laughs> that, that can't work. No, it w okay. It doesn't work that much, but I will yeah. say, but all it takes is one, right, Mark? All it takes is one. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. Hey, and good on you. I think that's a dying art is that whole yes. pickup thing. Yes. You know, now you got the, the right. apps and everything. Right. So good, good on you for even taking the, the having the balls yes. to approach. I, I respect that. But I will say, cause I, I'm a, I'm a fan of, you know, you got to, got to give credit where credit is due. Once some time has passed and you build up some rapport, I'm like, and I do have to say that, um, that, you know, that, that, that wasn't me. I'm not that funny. That was, that was Mark. And then, but it's a good segue. I'm like, Oh, well he's, you know, if you thought that was funny, you got to think Mark's funny. Then I show them your stuff. You got a new fan and we got something to bond over. So it all works out for everyone. Everybody wins. I'll yes. take it. Thank you. Yeah. But hey, you know, you don't have to give me credit. If it, if it helps you go nuts, it's not like you're putting out an album. Right. I'm not profiting, profiting off it. Not, not money wise profit in other ways, but yes, sure. 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 We, we know what's still going on. I want to ask this too. I know <laughs> pandemic and I've heard you tell some of these stories and they crack me up, um, yeah. especially being from Ohio and knowing where some of these places you end up at and like, so, like you said, you are climbing this mountain. People know who you are. You got a big special, millions of views, tonight shows, this podcast, Rogan, all the stuff. But then, now tell me, is this a pandemic or is this you just, you know, wanting to be like, hey, I want to continue to put food on the table. You know, the, ne the next paycheck isn't guaranteed. How do you end up in like the middle of the woods, like at an out 
like eyes wide shut party performing for a bunch of Mennonites across of like, you know, like out in like Lancaster, Pennsylvania or something. How does any, like, how do you end up out at these places? And after they happen, are you always telling yourself like, no more, I'm never doing it again. Then sure enough, you're back doing something weird. Yeah. I, I, I can't say no. <laughs> I, I, I'm very optimistic. You know, you, you know, yeah. you can hold a lottery ticket. You're like, this is a zillion is chances it. of me winning or in one and I'm not going to win, but you still kind of go, maybe, I mean, that's why slot machines in Vegas is built on that. Yes. So, uh, that's what it is. Like they tell me about this gig and I go, well, it's, it is 800 bucks. Well, it's going to be a nightmare to get there. Two trains, a bus yeah. and, and hoofing it. But and how the hell I do go, I get maybe back? Maybe it'll be interesting. And, and yeah. my night's open. Yep. And then I get halfway there. I'm on my second bus transfer going, what the fuck am I doing? Then yes. I get to the gig and I'm bombing in front of a, like a sex party. Yeah. With They got yak heads on and, and they're all doing mess. Yeah. Them. So uh, I always regret it. But it's it's that that uh, maybe this is something. Yeah. Yeah. And I, either way, it'll be an adventure and a memory. And I get a, I got a podcast where I can rant yes. and rave about it so you get some good fodder yeah and you know it's also cool that i have a life that can go this way like yes. oh i can just be in the middle of the woods at a at a virgin sacrifice party nice. and I'm doing the opening yeah that, that is true i mean that's better than you know if i you know you were dressing up like this to work every day and you it's the same routine and you just want to blow your head off and you're like hey Ugh. and, and the, the only thing you're looking forward to is hey they said they were going to fix that blinking light that's been giving me nosebleeds that's above me like that's the only thing you gotta look forward yeah. to i mean that would be awful i mean th that's why i say too i'm Ugh. like could be worse i wish i was still with this old company but i'm doing this uber thing you know the money's been good it's been it's been busy i'm still out here in arizona and i have to move back to ohio and i'm like you i'm always saying i'm like am i gonna do this one more trip like, let's do it. And then you always end up getting a story or it ends up being fun. You get a big tip. Just like you, yeah. oh, I'm not going to write today. But you end up writing today and you can surprise yourself. You're like, wow, I never would have yeah. ended up with this. This is great. Totally. Oh, it gives it's, you, it re rejuvenates I, the energy. I agree. And I think for most people, everything is like about stability. I got to get married. I got to have kids. I got to yes. buy a house. I want this to be my spot. I want my job to be secure and I get yeah. benefits. And the time's right I think I like out. variety. Yeah. Or I go crazy with stability. I'm like, it scares me. I get it that it's necessary. You want to have a house, yes. obviously, or a car. When you come outside, you want your <laughs> car to be there. But variety, to me, is what keeps you, A, from going crazy, or me, at least, keeps me from going crazy. Yeah. And it, it gives life a little bit of a shot. Mm -hmm. You know when you go, I went to China with my gal, and ah. you get to the airport, and you're like, nothing's in English. Yep. Everybody looks not like me, and you gotta you gotta get your wits about you yep. and figure shit out. And that's that's kind of what makes life worth living. And I think a lot of people are trying to get away from that. They yep. want comfort, they want easy, they want familiar. Yes. And I think when you mix it up and go the other way, you're a happier person. Your brain works a little sharper, yep. and you become sharper. And I think I think uh, that's a, a misconception is people want the comfort, but the comfort's a killer. A little comfort's good. Yeah. Go on vacation once a year, but yeah. Every now and then you've got to shock yourself. I'm with you. Go on, we mentioned, I keep doing callbacks. When you mentioned Hamilton earlier, I know he was on a pod. Someone, one of the cast members was on a podcast and they were talking, you know, that, that comfortability and that stability, you know, especially in the arts. I feel like that's an extra killer because then that just kills yeah. your creativity and you become a robot. And with them, yeah. they're doing, you know, eight shows a week and they're torn around or whatever it is. And he was like, you know, there were times where I'm like two, 300 shows into this and I can basically do it in my sleep. And th there was a time where we were at the, you know, the final curtain call or whatever it is at the very end, the final number. Yeah. And I just kind of realized in my head, 
that I don't remember the last two hours of the show. I still hit all my marks. I got all the laughs. But at that point, he's like, oh, shit. That was his, like, oh, shit moment. Like, hey, I got to break out. I got to call my agent and start doing some other things because I'm going to go crazy doing yes. this. It, it, it becomes like any other nine to five. Sure, you're singing and dancing and dressing up like who's who knows, you know, up on stage. But yeah. th- there, there is stability and comfortability in everything, and, and you really got to break out of this in the arts you got to break out of it i'm sure some people are plenty happy being hey this is what i'm gonna get up uh you know i had my kids at this time that's the right time i felt it was i'm gonna retire at 65 i got this to look forward to check the boxes blah 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 yeah. but for the people that have chosen a different path that's a nightmare that's like right. the end that's that's when you exactly. know you're dead you're dead. So it's just, it's about how you're wired, but yeah. I think we all have a little bit of, you know, when you go to Walmart and you yep. see the 900 year old guy at the door with the right. vest on and he goes right this way. And you're like, why is this guy? This guy doesn't need to work. He's 8 right. million years old. He's got to get out. It's, it's, it's the same shit yes. with them. Like, yes. what's he going to do? Watch Matlock all day on a bark lounger no. eating applesauce. No, he's got to mix it up. He's got to go yes. to Walmart. He's seeing new people. He's seeing colors and, and yep. lights. And uh-huh. it stimulates uh-huh. a little more. That guy's going to live longer yeah. than the bark lounger guy. Yes, 100%. I know. Are you a basketball guy at all? Do you uh, I don't you went play, to a Knicks but I game. watch. You went to a Knicks game. Was it your first yeah. time at MSG? What's that? First time at MSG for a game? No, no. I've seen many hockey game. I've performed ah. there twice. Oh yeah, uh, so That's I've been right. there a few times. That's just, I mean, I just had to comment on it because I was there once, uh, not for a game or anything. I was in this really cool sports club, and we took an outreach trip to New York, and we got to go in Madison Square Garden, get toured around, and got to, and they were setting up. You know, there was a Knicks game that night, so all the, you know, the court was set and all the lights. I'm just like, wow. You know, I never realized. You know, they always said, you know, this is. It really is a stage like MSG is special. And I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. But when I got yeah. there, I was really like and then you hear about all the history and they have uh, what's it was it Elton John's uh, uh, banner that's up there because he's performed the most shows there. It's either Elton John. Billy, or Joel. Billy Joel. That's who it is. Billy yes. Joel's done a million shows there. And you're like, wow, some real shit has gone down here. Just hockey, comedians, boxing, oh, yeah. basketball. And I feel what I was going to say. I feel bad. The one year the Knicks are good, they can only have five people at the games. I know. It's tough. Brutal, man. Brutal. Brutal. I was in that box, and it is a special thing. And you can see Andrew Yang, John Stewart, Spike Lee, yep. Timothy Chalamet. Like it was super cool, and it's it's a special place. You're right. Yeah. The Beatles and oh. you name Rolling Stones, yes. Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, you name it, all there. And, Incredible. Uh, Dice Clay to Steve Martin. Yeah. You, you keep going, but yeah. yeah. It's, Special place. It's it's our Coliseum, I guess. For sure. A couple things before we wrap up here, Mark. What's um you talked about, you know, you're not always being on all the time when people come up to you, they have that perception like they, they know you, but it's like I don't know you. But what yeah. who would you who's the person, non comedian, that makes you laugh the most behind the scenes? Non comedian, who makes you laugh the most? Oh, like just a friend? Yeah, because Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but uh, Joe List just kills me. Like, we hang out outside the podcast. Like, we're, we're dry. Yep. And he's just so dry, so quick, so oh, yeah. funny, so great. so silly. Like, we were walking by a fire hydrant the other day, and he said, hold on. And he just did a leg up, like he's peeing <laughs> on it. And then we get, and you're like, that was so unnecessary, but I loved it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. No, that's that's great to hear. I love love your guys' podcast. I need to get the one in with uh, into the one with you and Sam. 
Yeah. Yeah. You need to get, are you on TikTok? Do you put your stuff on? I know TikTok's stupid, but Sam, I see him all the time. Sam kills on TikTok. Kills it. Kills it. I was going to say, you need to need to get on there, man. I know it's, you got to bite the bullet. I started putting my interviews up there and I'm like, oh, it does well. And you know, you're kind of, you, you, TikTok was that thing at the, at the beginning, you were super embarrassed to even admit it was on your phone. And now yeah. I'm like super into it and I'm trying to make it work, but I'm telling right. you, man. If I if I if you don't go to Sam's Barbecue, if I don't if you don't take me up on that recommendation, I'm not trying to run your life. But I, your stuff would kill the the morning show stuff. I think it would be amazing. So just throwing it out there. I'll be there. I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll do any barbecue. I try to get stubs, and it's always yeah. you know a line around my yeah. asshole. So I'm I'm Very definitely good. gonna try this. Uh, What's it called? Joe's, Ben's, Queefs? Uh, Sam's Barbecue. Sam's. Sam's Barbecue. Yes. No. It's okay. It's terrific. They're they're in Austin. Well, Mark. Um, I don't mean to 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 sound you know too gay here, but um, I will like I sent you you know when I messaged you um this this is gonna be my 100th episode and I'm so. Uh- so I'm so honored to have you. I uh, I started this back in August 2019, and I made a list of dream guests, and you were on that. So to be able to have someone on my on my dream list, like all time podcast, in my first uh. hundred episodes, you've been so gracious, so funny, and um, I just I mean I just appreciate the hell out of it, man. So really, thank you so much. Oh, come on. Thank you. You're you're immense. You're adorable. I appreciate the shirt. I love the exposed yes. brick. You got great hair. Hey, thanks, kid. So you're a good interviewer, good questions. Hey, Sorry you. we got a little preachy. We, we no. got real self-helpy in the middle there. We did. But. It was a little, I was like, I wet myself. I got nothing but, I don't have any pants on, so my carpet's drenched, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm sitting on a towel. I'm turned on, so I get it. But uh, yeah, good stuff, Patty. Thanks. Let me know when it's out. And praise Allah. Hope hope the kids at home got something out of this. Absolutely. And one one last thing, if you could, I'm missing my buddies, my roommate and his buddy. Their their birthdays are coming up. Could you say happy birthday to Evan and Alex and apologize for me that I'm gonna miss their birthday. Hey, happy birthday, Evan and Alex, you big douchebag. God love you. Praise Allah. And uh, your old pal wishes he could be there. Uh, he, he missed it. You know, Joe, he's cute. He's little. He's an Uber driver. He's a failure. So, yeah, he wishes he could be there. Happy birthday. Uh, tell him, you know, it's okay. He's going to kill himself. That's Thank a, you. Oh, you're the best, Mark. Catches. You're the best.